0: Welcome to the Ignite Church podcast. Thanks for checking us out. We pray that this message will bring you hope and ignite your faith. Now lean in and enjoy the message.
1: Good morning, Church. Once again, we're so glad that you came out this morning. You know, we are in the last part or last session of our series called The Blessed Life. And I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed preaching and hearing this message. How many of you have received God's blessing through this message, through this series, right? The Blessed Life. It's been a great, great past four weeks. This is the last week, and we're so glad that God has been giving us word and anointing for this 2020. We started this year, 2020, declaring that our best year yet is going to be this year in Jesus' name. And you know, many of us have put together some vision boards, which we're going to be praying for and anointing in a couple. Of minutes after service. If you have not been able to bring your vision board, don't worry. I encourage you to write down on a piece of paper the things that you believe God or are believing God for 2020. I don't want you to miss out the blessing of the opportunity that we get to pray for you. But also today is the 21st day of fasting. That's the last day of our 21 day of fasting. So if you've been fasting these 21 days, why don't you give yourself a round of applause. Congratulations. You made it. You overcame. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> so I I encourage you guys, if you didn't get to fast this, with us this time around, don't worry. I encourage you to make some changes this year. You know, one of the things that I want to start doing in my life is that at least once a week, fast. At least once a week, dedicate some time of fasting. I'm not saying that you have to dedicate the whole entire day if you can, but just like probably, probably 12 days or so, uh, 12 hours, sorry, of the day or something like that. Dedicated to fasting and just seeking God's presence and seeking His direction. You know, if you want to see changes in this 2020 that you have never seen before, you need to start doing things you've never done before right you can't expect the same you can't expect a different output with the same input so I encourage you to do that this year but also we'll be doing another church-wide fasting uh, coming in the come in a couple months and out we'll be sharing you that information so you could get ready we want to believe God this year that as we draw closer to him as we dedicate time of prayer as we dedicate time of fasting and seeking his presence God is going to do something extraordinary above and beyond what we could ever ask think or imagine amen amen how many are excited to be in God's house this morning come on come on come on I want to give you a little quick recap of if you haven't been here in the past few weeks, I want to share with you what we've gone over. It's been a great, great three weeks uh, talking about what God is going to do in this 2020. And we are trusting God that He is just going to move. Amazingly, First week, we said that His presence equals everything. The most important thing is God's presence, is having God's presence in your life, having God's presence at work, at school, in your relationships. So His presence is everything. We spoke about the importance of God's presence, how God delivered the people of Israel from the hands of Pharaoh from Egypt. And we've been studying through the book of Exodus, this this journey through the desert and what God has been doing and what God is going to do also in our lives in this 2020 so week one we spoke about his presence equals everything one of the things that Moses was afraid of is because the people had failed God God was about to reject them but God's grace how many believe this God's grace is greater than any of your mistakes God's grace is greater than any of your past mistakes your present mistakes or even your future mistakes we serve the God of the first the second the third the fourth the gazillion chances amen he is a God that told Moses my presence will go with you and I will give you rest say with me rest say with me one more time rest I love that my presence will go with you and I will give you rest second week we spoke about this thing called the sneak attack right we told about making bold prayers about getting in there and trusting God Moses God already I told him my presence is going to go with you I'm going to give you rest but Moses wanted more so Moses said okay you promised me this you said that I have favor in your sight but now show me your glory Meaning, I don't just want your presence. I just don't want your present or or, or 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 the things that you have for me, the blessings. I want you, God. I want you for who you are. So show me. Your glory. That is a bold request. That is a bold movement. We spoke about the importance of believing that if we want to see bold movements of God, we need to start making bold prayers. And I encouraged you guys, and I hope that you've been doing that. I've been doing that in my life. My wife and I have been praying boldly together, and we've been declaring things for 2020. If you haven't, get on the wagon today and start making bold prayer requests. Pastor Eric, what is a bold prayer request? Whatever you're afraid of asking God, do that prayer. That is a bold movement. That is a bold request of God, making sure that he is moving and doing. Because the Bible says that for God, nothing is impossible. For God, nothing is impossible. And last week, I loved last week. Because last week was God just speaking and just praying pouring himself out and showing us his promises and and reminding us how much he loves us and how good he is that we serve a good God and he wants to show his goodness to his people. We spoke about unveiled faces on how Moses had gone to the presence of God, seeking God's presence. He was in his presence for 40 days and 40 nights without drinking or without eating. And when he comes down from the presence of God, his face is shining. It's, 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 It's brilliant and the people are afraid, you know, and we spoke about how people will see God move through your life, you might not notice, but others will see that God is moving in your life, and one of the greatest things, which, which is what we found in, in Exodus chapter 34, I grabbed it to, as my personal, like a personal verse for this year, and as well as Ignites Church verse of the year, it says in Exodus 34 verse 10, it says, then he said, Lord, then the Lord said, I'm sorry, I am making a covenant with you, Before all your people, I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. I love this part. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. How many say amen to that? The work that I, the Lord, will do for you. you, I don't know about you, but I believe that God is going to do in your life in this 2020 something unprecedented, something unimaginable beyond what you could ask for. I believe that God is going to leave you with your jaw dropped and you'll be like ah, in awe of all his goodness. And only the things that he can do are the things that he's going to do in this 2020. If you believe it, would you say amen this morning? Would you give the Lord a mighty hand clap praise? The question I have for you, church, is what are you believing for in this 2020? What are you believing for in this 2020? Are you making bold prayer requests? Or are you just with your cross hands saying, well, it's just another year, Eric. It's only one other year. I'm getting a just one year older. You know, I'm only going to see just another year. No, if you have that attitude, that's exactly where you're going to see just another year. But if you believe boldly, if you trust God boldly, it's going to be your best year yet in Jesus name. I don't want to live 2020 like I did my past years. I don't want to be like the people of Israel that although they saw the miracles, although they saw the signs, also although they saw the wonders, they didn't know the God of the miracles. They didn't know the God of the signs and they didn't know the God of the wonders. I want to know him. How many want to know him? Amen. I want to know him. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 35 and just leave it there. Exodus chapter 35. We're going to be reading as we continue this narrative of of the story of Moses liberating the people of Israel, walking through the desert and seeing the provision of God, seeing the protection of God. Today we're going to see something, another side of what God has for the people. But let me give you a little bit of background context or behind the scenes. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about how God delivered the people from Israel, I'm sorry, from Egypt, from the hand of Pharaoh, and the people were enjoying God's blessings, and out of nowhere, they start worshiping this false god, they start creating for themselves gods made out of gold, you know, one of them was a form of a cow, and they said, oh, we praise this cow, because this cow delivered us from Egypt, such so ignorance, and sometimes we, in our ignorance, make the same mistakes, we start worshiping the, the blessing, rather than the blesser, we start worshiping the creation, rather than the creator, and we're don't realize that we're walking in the wrong direction and God's over here saying hey come back to me but at this point the people of Israel had screwed up they've messed up they made big mistakes and God was about to destroy them but Moses stands in the gap and says hey God please have mercy God please remember these are your people you chose them it's a representation of who Jesus is Jesus stood on the gap for you and I that knowing that we are sinners and we fall short of the glory of God he said God please remember they are your creation God please remember Remember, they are your children. God, please forgive them and have mercy on them. And so God says, okay, I'm not going to spare them. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to do great things. And so God gives them the Ten Commandments. And they're walking and they're going. And God says, I'm okay, let's go this direction. And Moses says at that point, show me your glory. And that's when God is about to show him his glory, his goodness. God comes down on a mountain. The mountain is empty. He tells Moses, Moses, you cannot come up here with anyone else. You must leave it empty. No one else must come near. Not even the animal shall graze. Because when God is about to do something extraordinary, your life sometimes he will put you to seclusion sometimes he will separate you from the rest of the world because he wants you we serve a God that is personable he wants a relationship directly with you he wants everybody else but he wants you because he loves you and he is intended for you so at this point we come now to exodus chapter 35 The people are assembled and Moses is about to tell them what God shared with him while he is on the mountain and he came down with his face shining. And we find this interesting verse in chapter 35 of Exodus verses 1 through 3. It says, Moses assembled the whole Israelite community and said to them, these are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. I want to put emphasis on that. Has commanded you to do. And this is what he says. For six days work is to be done, but on the seventh day shall be your holy day, a day of Sabbath rest to the Lord. Listen to this part, it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting. Whoever does any work on it is to be put to death. Do not light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Today I want to talk about an important thing one important thing this i have multiple points today but if you could just remember one point it will be this rest 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 moses told the people of god hey you have to work for 6 days but on the 7th day that day shall be holy and you shall rest and guess what if any of you work on day you shall be put to what to death crazy I mean, if Moses was alive today, they would X him out. What do you mean I can't work every single day? What do you mean? I got so many things. I got so many emails to check. I got so many things to get accomplished. I have so many Instagrams to check and, and, and stories to like, I just can't stop working. I got to keep on going because if I stay behind, people are going to step all over me. And they're going to eat me. We live in a dog eat dog world and I got to stay on top. I just can't rest. You crazy? Me? Rest? The more I read this verse and and pondered of what we've been learning for the past few weeks, I understood why God wanted his people to rest. Mind you, the first thing Moses shares after coming down from the mountain that is recorded in the word of God. He probably shared other stuff, but it wasn't recorded. The first thing he shares, he says, you shall work six days. But on the seventh, the seventh shall be holy and you shall rest. The more I thought about this, I thought about the fact that yes, we live in a constant moving world, constantly changing. But I thought about this, if I was to ask you what you would like more of, probably you give me a lot of answers, different answers. But they probably will all sum up to one thing, rest. If you don't believe me, probably this is you. I would want to rest knowing that my family will be okay. I would want to rest knowing that my health is okay. I would want to rest knowing that my finances will be taken care of and I don't have to worry about anything. I would want to rest knowing that God will protect me. Basically, I want more rest. Now with a show of hands, how many would like more rest? Rest. So why is it that we want more rest, but we actually don't take the time? to rest. Many of us are, 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 are doing people. People are, are doing. What I mean is like I'm that type of person you know like I have to be doing something. You know I, I if I'm not doing something I go crazy. Like I'll, I'll you know I can't stand still. If you know me or you have known me for a little bit I've always have to be doing something. And I've come to terms many times that I have to force myself To rest. My wife always tells me, but you got to rest. You got to be still. You got to calm down. And I see that in my son. My son is not restful. My son is restless. And he's constantly moving everywhere. And it's in a mirror of who I am. You know, it's like an example of who I am. But God in his word says, son, you need to rest. Tell your neighbor, you need to rest. In our spiritual walk, the same is true. Many of us are believing a powerful 2020 and we have brought our vision boards and we're going to pray for them. But if I'm honest with you, if we really want to see those things that we're envisioning for 2020 to pass, we need to apply what God told Israel. We need to rest. We need to rest. Let me put it like this. You might be like, well, Pastor Eric, you, you don't understand how can I rest knowing that there's so much going on and there's so much that I have to do. Let me put it like this. Many of us began this year declaring God's word over our lives for 2020. Some of us took the challenge of fasting 21 days. Praise God, right? Some of us have made changes already to our daily living, including some of us have turned off social media for a while. We started making bold prayer requests and some of us has set our priorities right. We set our priorities in the right order. The issue that many of us will come across is that after this month is over, after January is over, after this fast is over, unfortunately many of us will start worrying when we don't see that things work out the way that we expect them to work out. Many of us will get so worried that we'll fall back into our old habits if we're not careful and we will start using our own words to sabotage the things that we worked the past 21 days believing for. But I came this morning to tell you that there's an antidote for that. The secret to keep you moving forward is not work harder, it's rest. It's rest. It sounds weird, right? It sounds very, very weird, but this is what God says rest learn to rest on God and what he has promised you stretch your faith when you have to when you instead when you're starting to worry stretch it and instead of becoming a busybody start making bold prayer requests and reminding yourself of what you've already believed God for and resting on his promises let me ask you a question when was the last time you rested when was the last time you really took the time to just rest on God and when I mean rest is that you prayed about something And you trusted that it's out of your hands and now in God's hands. You rested on God. And although we live in this world and although we're, we are are moving constantly, this world does not move in God's timing. Peter put it very well in second Peter chapter three, verse eight, he says, but do not forget this one thing. He's like saying, Hey, (laughs) keep in mind this, this is super important. Don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the day, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years, like a day. Sometimes it feels like an eternity, that God is not moving, but here Peter's saying, hey, God could do it like this, and it might be for you a thousand years, it might feel like an eternity, but for God, it's just an instant. Don't forget this, friends, it's very, very important to wait on God. As humans, we have the tendency to worry, and worry does not do anything good. It only opens the door to doubt, and what happens, doubt comes in and kicks fear into your heart and attacks your faith and causes you to stop believing what you have believed God for and only what He can do. That's why Jesus says, for he who believes all things are possible. For he who believes all things are possible. 2020 is not gonna be a busybody year. It's not gonna be a year where we're just gonna pray and worry. This year we're gonna pray, we're gonna be strategic, we're gonna be bold, and we're gonna rest upon God's promises. We're gonna pray, we're gonna be bold, we're gonna be strategic, but we're gonna rest on God's promises. Anxiety kills. How many agree to that? Anxiety kills. I looked up what the word anxiety meant, right? And this is the definition I found online. Anxiety is your body's natural response to stress. And it's interesting, this last part, it's a feeling of fear or apprehension apprehension, about what's to come. Jesus understood this because Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Instead he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. I once heard that anxiety is the first sign of depression. I don't know how accurate or how true that is, but I could tell you this, that when we don't learn to rest on God, we do end up depressed and we end up defeated because of the worries that have overcome us. Pastor Eric, you just don't understand. You don't know me, Pastor Eric. I'm, that, I'm just like that. I'm a worrisome person. I just worry. I've always been like that. My parents taught me that. I've always been like that. And I'm not going to change. I, I, just, I just can't change. Well, you're right. With that attitude, you can't change. But how about if you change your attitude and you say, hey, I'm going to stop living this 2020 the same way I lived 2019, 18, 17, 16, and for the past 10 years. And this year, I'm going to change my ways and I'm going to start learning to trust on God. I'm going to start working hard. Yes, I'm going to work my butt off for six days, but on the seventh, I'm going to rest. What does that mean? I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. I'm going to look. I'm going to trust. I'm going to confess. But at the end of the day, I'm going to rest. When God says, turn it over, I'm going to turn it over. When God says, shut up, I'm going to shut up. When God says, give it up to me, I'm going to give it up to him. And I'm going to say, you said it's yours. So guess what? It's no longer my hands. It's no longer my situation. It's now your problem, God. That wayward child that walked away is no longer my problem, God. It's now your problem, God. That relationship that is not working that I've tried and I busted my butt trying to work for it, God, God. I'm giving it up to you. I'm trusting you. I'm going to rest in you. Now, I'm not saying that while you're resting, God won't ask you to do certain things. God is not saying to be a lazy person. That's not what I'm preaching here. What I'm saying is that sometimes you need to rest your anxieties. You need to rest your concerns and your worries onto God. And when it is God's timing, he will show up and he will show off. If you don't believe me, look what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is a very interesting verse. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When, 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 when Paul is speaking to the church of Philippi and he says here, present your situations with prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, he's saying Thanksgiving is more of like rest like, I thank you, God, that you've already glorified yourself. I thank you, God, that you've already moved. I thank you, God, that my giant has been defeated. It might look like he's not defeated. It might look and feel that he's constantly fighting against me, but I am trusting you, and I thank you that he has been defeated because you have given me the victory. It's learning to rest upon God. It's learning to rest upon his promises. Church, faith causes you to act, but it also causes you to wait. If all you're doing is just praying, 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 praying and all you got, God, but when are you going to show up? When are you going to do this? But I've been praying for the past five years. God, I don't see you glorified. And you never stop yourself to rest and give thanks. You're never going to see the victory. When you rest upon God, the Bible says that he will make a way where there seems that there is no way. He will shine a light where even the darkest tunnel might seem like there's no light that could possibly shine through. He will provide where there seems that there is no provision. But we need to what? Rest. This 2020, you need to learn to rest upon God. I'm coming to a close on this message, but I wanted to share one more point that is going to help you out in this 2020 as you're learning to rest on God. Watch your words. Watch your words. What do I mean by this? There's one part of the body that is the smallest but yet the deadliest the Bible says. It's called your tongue. Your tongue. The Bible shows us that we have the power to give life but we also have the power to take life away with this little powerful instrument called the tongue our words create worlds god spoke the world into existence creatively through his words that's how powerful words are many of us can't can rest because we are our own worst enemies we sabotage our own blessings with our own words we sabotage our own blessings with our own words Church, I came this morning to remind you what God says in this word, that you need to be careful of what you declare and what you decree. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So what are you declaring and what are you listening to that is go- governing your heart and is guiding you in this 2020? I wrote a couple notes here as I was putting together this message. And I wrote here, don't share with thieves your treasures. Don't share with thieves your treasures. What does that mean? Don't share your dreams and your petitions, your vision for 2020 with thieves that would only come to sabotage the things that God has already placed in your heart causing you to believe. It, It was from God's heart and transcended to your heart to believe and that is your vision for 2020. So don't let the thieves out there try to steal what God has already given you through his promises. Don't share with these your promises. You know, Joseph was very naive and, and he had this dream and he had actually multiple dreams and he shared it with the people that he thought that were mostly him or probably be in agreement with him. And when he, what happened was that when he shared it with them, unfortunately, they were envious and jealous of him. And so what they did was sell him as a slave because of his dream, because of his vision. Instead of, you know sharing it to the world. Take it to the throne and believe that he who placed the desire, he who placed the dream in your heart is faithful to carry you through. Sometimes you just don't share it, you keep it to yourself. Your words sometimes sabotage your progress, sabotage the blessing from coming and being fulfilled. Don't let your words sabotage that from coming to pass. Instead, surround yourself with dreamers, with people alike that will challenge your dream to believe even bigger. Surround yourself with people of faith that would challenge you to believe, that will stand by your side and say, man, that sounds like a big dream, but I'm going to believe with you. I'm going I'm to push you forth. I'm going I'm to stand by your side and we're going to see God glorified because it's not your dream. It's God's dream in your heart. All we got to do is, ma- is manage it correctly. Don't let anxiety rob you of what you prayed for. Instead, rest, rest, learn to rest. You have the power to give life or death in your tongue. Let me ask you one last question today. What are you declaring this 2020? What are you declaring? Find moments throughout the day when you feel like, you know, your mind is boggled by the thoughts and you're starting to get worried and you're starting to get anxious. You know how you overcome that? You're re- you remind yourself of what you prayed for and you declare God's word. God says this in his word. God promised me this. He says in Exodus chapter 34 verse 10 that he is going to do a great job. He's going to do something amazing, something awesome that the rest of the world is going to see it and say, wow, God is surely with him. God is surely with her. My final thought for today's message is this not my will but yours be done. You know we always say that God not my will but yours be done but what does that truly mean? What does that translate to our day-to-day living? Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he's crying out to God and he's saying God if you could if you could take this cup from me if you could take this pain you know please God please you know it's it's very painful but then he says, but, but not my will, but yours, but yours be done. What, what does that mean? I believe it means this. It means, hey, God, this is what I really want. But instead of you giving me what I want, I want what you want. Your best is what I want. I want your best, God, instead. God, I've prayed for this. I believe for this. I'm resting now in you for this. But if this is not what you want and there's something even much more greater, let your will be done. Let your will be done. You know, one of the, I think one of the greatest prayers that we could ever do is pray for someone that doesn't know Jesus, come to know Jesus. One of the greatest things that we could pray for, and I shared this in week one, you know, it's of 2020, a blessed life is not one who holds the blessings, but one who is a channel that the blessings could flow through. And one who is blessed wants to see those who surround them also blessed. I love seeing my friends blessed. I love seeing my friends prosper. I never get jealous or envious. oh, why does she have that? Or why does he have that? I hate that. I hate people like that. They look at you and they envy you. If anything, I'm happy for you. I was actually sharing with Ozzy the other day. We were talking about cars when I was young that I like the certain car and I'll see somebody drive by with a car that I like instead of saying well oh, why did they gotta have it why did they do I would say God bless them God thank you for giving them the car because one day you're gonna give me mine you know I would just be like that but you know what we live in a world that is so envious and so jealous and sometimes we don't realize it but we become like that we see God bless someone at church that they've been praying probably for something we've been praying for and they just show up and God bless blesses them. like what why are they blessing I'm not blessing God says because they've learned to rest upon my promises. They learned to just let go and let me do what I got to do. Church, this morning I came to tell you that if you want to see a powerful 2020, you need to let go and let God be do his job. You need to let God do his job. You need to trust that he will fulfill what he has promised. The Bible says that he who started the good work will finish it and will perfect it in Christ Jesus. One of the greatest things, like I said, was you, you're praying for someone to come to know Jesus. Because at the end of the day, that's the... The greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. And um, I've been in situations where I've prayed for people. And unfortunately, they've come to know Jesus at their deathbed. And I say unfortunate because we didn't get to celebrate life together and do life together of them knowing Jesus. But the greatest blessing was seeing that knowing that when they closed their eyes here on earth, they opened it in eternal glory rather than eternal condemnation. And, and why do I share this? Because sometimes we pray for people and you know, one of the hardest things or one I would say hardest, but for God, nothing is hard. But for us to see, one of the hardest things to see is see one of our loved ones come to know Jesus. But I came to encourage you today. Probably you've been praying for someone or something. And you have just been praying and praying and praying. And it, you just get so stressed out. You know when, when it's wrong, when you start stressing, when you start getting anxious. When you find yourself like that, you need to push yourself back and say, I'm going to rest. God, your word says that if I was to ask the Father anything in the name of the Son, it will be done. Amen. Your word says, God, that I have the power to give life and death and I'm going to start confessing life today, God. You have that power. Church, what are you going to do with it in this 2020? Are you going to live the blessed life? Are you going to trust that God is going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we could ask, think, or imagine in this 2020? So I encourage you. I want you to stand up to your feet as we come to a close of this service. I had asked you guys last week, I encourage you guys to put together a vision board. And um, I'm going to give you a couple minutes if you weren't able to bring it to find something to write it or on your phone yourself, you know, you could type it on one of the notes, whatever the case is, but I don't want you to miss out on the blessing. My wife and I are going to come here and we're going to ask everybody to come up. We're just going to pray for you individually as, I mean, together, we're going to pray for you and we're going to anoint that vision board. I don't know what it is that you're praying for, but I do know this. That the God who hears, he is not slow, he is not death, he is not dead, yeah. he is alive, come on. he yeah. is active, yeah. and he is willing
2: yeah. to
1: bless you in this day. In Jesus' name. So as the band continues to worship, I want you to just come up to the altar right now. Just stand here. If, you, if, you're, if you're with your spouse, come together as a couple if you're single come forward don't worry just everybody just stand right here if you have your kids also stand with your kids we're gonna pray and we're gonna bless and anoint the vision boards we're gonna trust that God is gonna do something exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what we could ask think or imagine in this 2020 so just come up front make you know stand together there make ways everybody could come front and my wife and I will be going to pray for you in a couple seconds
2: Your presence fill me now as I wait upon you now. This is holy. This is holy. This is holy. You are holy, you are holy, God. This is holy, this is holy, God. You are holy. This is holy, this is holy ground. You are holy, you are holy God. This is holy, this is holy. Only You are with me now. Lord, I wait. Fill me now as I wait. So
1: ask you guys to continue in that act of worship as the band comes down to the altar and uh, we're going to continue in worship the band could just come we're going to pray for you guys also if there's someone in the back serving in any area that didn't get to come come now you know whatever you're doing you could stop for a minute as we we pray for you guys in jesus name in the presence of the lord is here just continue in worship and just believing in god there's nothing else god but your glory we want to see your glory lord in this 2020, Lord,
0: I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here on your feet. I'm caught up in this whole moment. I never want. Oh, I'm not here for blessings, Jesus. You don't I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sang another song, take me back to where we start. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry. Then I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry. When I forgot that you're enough, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to I'm caught up in your prayer. Caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings, Jesus. You don't owe me anything, and more. Nothing else will do. I just want you, and nothing else, and nothing else, nothing else. we started when I first felt your love. You're all that matters, Jesus. You're all that matters. Coming back to what really matters. Just your heart. Just want to bless your heart, Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence, I just want to sit here at your feet, I'm caught up in this holy moment, I never want to leave, and all here for blessing Jesus you don't hold me
1: Oscar,
0: I just want you
1: is there anybody else missing? If there is, come forward. We're about to finish the service, but we really wanted to pray for everyone. Alex, if we could pray for you. When
0: I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sang another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this hole. I never wanna leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, You don't owe me anything, and more.
1: Me. As we Nothing come to a pause in the service, we just repeat that. Nothing else will do. Mm-hmm. I just want
0: mm-hmm. you. Nothing. Nothing.
1: you, got We just want your presence. Coming back to where we started.
0: Yes, Lord. Coming back to where we started. When I first felt your love. Thank you, Jesus. You're all that matters, Jesus. You're all that matters. That matters. Hallelujah. Coming back to what really matters. To you, God. just your heart, you just want to bless your heart, Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence, I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught. Oh, never want to leave. And oh, I'm not here for blessing.
1: Just to clear that.
0: Jesus, Jesus. you don't owe
1: Father God, we worship you in this morning, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, because we believe, Lord, that as we came in agreement, as we anointed those vision boards, Father God, you heard our cry. You heard our prayer, Father God, and you're at work. You're moving, Father God, that, Lord, we will hear testimonies in the days to come, Lord, in the months to come, Lord, that before the year ends, Lord, many of those vision boards will be fulfilled, Lord. And we will celebrate at our year-end celebration service, Lord, of all that you did in this 2020, God. Thank you, Lord, for these 21 Days of Fast. Thank you for this series, The Blessed Life, Lord. May we never forget the word that we were taught, Lord. And when we put it to practice starting today, Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: At Ignite, we counted a blessing to engage each week with supporters just like you. If you were blessed by today's word, subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone you know. We believe in spreading the message of Jesus like a wildfire. Thank you for your support, and be sure to check us out on any of our social media platforms at Church Ignite. Until next time, be blessed, and remember the best is yet to come.